Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we've had one of those crazy weeks. It's been scorching and stormy outdoors and searing and sticky indoors. We had a couple of surprise visitors too, and they ended up with a bigger surprise than they bargained for. Add to that, I want to celebrate Independence Day, yep, by giving the entire family their independence too. Oh dear. Either way, I'm sure you're just going to love me always perpendicularly packed show, more so when we take a look at those other crazy regular features and callers from around the world too. Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Dead Nats Florida Island, we've had another horridly hot week. Yep, it's closer than close around here in sunny Florida, and most of the time it's all far too close to me for comfort. <laughs> Add to that, I've just had a few thoughts on independence. Yeah, it might be great for America, but I actually thought about what it actually means to me. You know, <laughs> independence when I weighed it all up. It was just a dead weight, yep, just like the wife Elsie, a few pounds away from another hospital visit. And me, idiot's monstrous mother-in-law, yep, Satana Troglodyte, she reckons she can't leave until her daughter's well again. <laughs> yep, that means never. <laughs> On the other hand, the MYL's not a dead weight, no, maybe not even a dead loss. Oh no, she just smells like she's already dead. <laughs> Add to that drama, me firm dog... Young Clay, the dog version of Flea Motel. Yeah, I can feel you scratch him right there now. He's far from independent, especially when he's always whimpering at the door night and day. See, he wants to get indoors, you know. At first I just assumed he wanted to enjoy the cold air conditioning. Hmm. Then I thought he was just lonely, yeah, particularly with me, pet pig old Bill, being allowed indoors. But no. Now I think he's actually only interested in one thing. Mm, yep, getting indoors to search for all his missing fleas. I actually believe he misses them. Oh dear. <laughs> of course, on the other hand, the wife's best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it Brandy Shaw Washington or BB Dump to her friends. Yep, another full-time, fully paid-up member of the Feed Me Too movement. <laughs> and devoted... All-you-can-eat buffet fan, along with her hubby, that skinny old Frank, the 24-hour plumber and absolutely obsessed stuffer fan, are still here, despite the now-forgotten promises of their new home being ready in two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only true advantage of having a mirror is that Frank is running all the food errands, not only beyond it, but the wife too, so it kind of gets me off the hook for now. <laughs> More so now the wife is unable to cook for herself too. It's all fast food round here. And there's no way I'm driving out to get more of it eight times a day. <laughs> Either way, despite the usual drama that seems to spew up me farmhouse like a badly written Broadway musical and staying with me regular farmhouse trials and tribulations for a while, 
I ended up with a couple of familiar faces back here on the farm this week. Yep, Broadway, what the very least of it, the drama of Broadway arrived back here on the farm. After a long, I must say pleasant break, well for me anyway. See, after taking care of his cousin's motel for a few months, old Quinton, the camper artist, and his devoted guitar-plucking partner Craglet arrived back here in a whirlwind of that very same drama. Yeah. Well, I say drama because Quinton's bad SUV, with his rickety old tin can trailer in tow, was apprehended immediately it swung inside me farm gate by old Rush's buddy. Yep, that's Clarence Kukowski, the 70-year-old short-sighted veteran with a private arsenal of weapons. His only job was supposed to be taking care of me cabbages, you know, keeping people out of there. Unfortunately, he's been stuck in his crutches ever since he actually shot himself in the foot. <laughs> Rush too, yep, in the arm. <laughs> well, Clarence has decided the entire farm perimeter is now in the scope of his dubious protection. Trouble is, yep, his scope is usually out of focus. Anyway, Clarence was convinced the happy-go-lucky couple were up to no good. Or, to use his simple words, he said the old setup looked very queer to him. <laughs> and that's why he shoved his shotgun through Quinton's side window and within an inch of his head before questioning him about his intentions while trespassing on Two Medicine Farm. <laughs> you know, whichever way you look at the situation, strictly as an outsider, Clarence was probably right. <laughs> Even though he had no problem with a return of me original colourful campers and part-time farmhands. I really think Clarence might have pulled the trigger if I hadn't arrived before it was too late. And you know, I was already late. By the time I arrived at the gate, Quinton's red sunburn had already turned a kind of pinky white and coagulate had broken three of his guitar strings. <laughs> All during those tense moments leading up to Clarence's farm gate standoff. Yep, far from the welcome they expected. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of protecting your property from unwanted visitors and the like, I've got a new little feature on my show this week, and it's called Dolly's Dates. Before you ask, no, fortunately, me daughter, young Dolly, is not dating yet. Either way, when she does finally get into that bad habit, <laughs> I'll be getting me private arsenal organised too. Yeah, actually, added to that, I'd say background checks, urine samples, psychometric tests, and a full DNA research assessment. Yeah, it'll be in order, won't it? Oh dear, I digress. Anyway. No, she's not dating, but she's always quoting. So I decided to harness her endless stream of chatter in one direction and have her tell us about a memorable date from the past each week. So here goes. Well... This week, Dolly reminds us that back in 1937, Amelia Earhart, the aviator, went missing. Mm. You know, some days, you know, I really want the wife Elsie to consider taking flying lessons too. Apparently, there's a really great flying school in Bermuda. <laughs> Dolly also says that this week in 1996, her namesake, Dolly the Sheep, was cloned. 
Mm, you know, Dolly might find out why we named her Dolly after all. <laughs> yeah, oh dear, it gets me off the hook quite nicely anyway. Oh dear, anyway, there's one more from her. Yep, that's the anniversary of the 1946 bikini swimsuit release. <laughs> I'm sure it was introduced with us men in mind, actually. Anyway, it's an odd combination, Dolly. But thanks, we'll keep those dates in mind and I'll continue to dream of bikinis. <laughs> That, of course, brings me, well, I'd say rapidly, to someone else who you'd never like to see in a bikini. Yeah, on the other hand, and more on topic, I read this article about how New York State has bought a bunch of robot companions to help out seniors who live alone. Yeah, the idea is to combat that old loneliness, you know. I'm never lonely, and you know why. <laughs> in fact, one of those reasons is, in fact, that naturally or even unnaturally, I've got me almost antique 95-year-old mother, old nan, right here on the farm. Yeah, I don't need the robot for her or for me. Oh no, I just need earplugs. <laughs> yeah, for myself. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, nan's best gambling drinking buddy, that's Toshiko Suzuki. Yep, she's me lawyer, brother, black sheep of Amnios, and that is wife in Beverly Hills, sex of his highness, now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. Anyway, you know, they're both smoking, drinking, gambling most days. Well, Nan and Toshiko, after getting plenty of publicity on me show, have a new group of duds visiting every week now for Bingo Friday on the farm. Yeah, it's an event, all right. Add to that, me three-time lightning survivor, yep. Me pet pig old Bill has stayed at Nan's feet all week. So she's still got him working on those horsey gambling odds. But you know, the oddest turn of events by far is Toshiko's efforts to teach old Nan something about ancient martial arts. Even though Toshiko's getting on a bit, she's still convinced that a thorough knowledge of martial arts has kept her feeling... Younger and fair, yeah. Trouble is, old Nan just thinks it's another weapon to add to her arsenal. <laughs> In fact, Nan's learnt a lot recently. The downside is that after a few whiskies, yeah, decidedly not part of Toshiko's more relaxed and healthy training schedule. Mm. Old Nan's not only running the bingo show, she's testing a few of her self-defence moves on the visiting bingo dubs. You know... Most folks would call it out-and-out assault. But Nan calls it practice. Oh so far, nothing's got broken, not from what I can see. But a couple of the duds, well, you know, <laughs> have been running out to change out their incontinence wear more frequently. Yep, they're terrified by the old bird in action. I mean, already a stare's bad enough, but a quick jab to the ribs somewhere else is just far too much to bear for some of our more decrepit visitors. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like my rather bizarre moaning old mother and her new rather distorted view of martial arts, which is kind of an obsession with her actually, I'm still having these really weird dreams. Yeah, they've returned to vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive. When I'm having a nice nap, never in bed. This time, though, I'd settle down in me haven once again. Yep, it's me little farm office. And it was a day after the bingo and the return of Quinton to the farm. 
My mind, of course, I was wondering, you know, dear, it wandered too far this time, I can tell you. I never thought I'd see the MMA mixed martial arts cage with old Nan versus Quentin. Ooh! But it was twice as large and nearly three times ugly, yeah. You know, Quentin wouldn't stand a chance against the old crow anyway. I mean, with her, it's a whole different set of rules, isn't it? Whilst martial arts might be a new thing, well, witchcraft isn't. In me dream, she'd done something evil to Quinton. Couldn't move. <laughs> As if she'd frozen the poor old mucker solid. And then, talking of rules, she'd soon forgotten the whole discipline martial arts approach, and she? She was beating him with a little walking stick. <laughs> I woke an unpleasant start, I can tell you, and there tapping on me office door was that aforementioned termite-proof stick to the old hag herself. Yep, not after Quinton this time, though. Oh, no, she was letting me know that she'd sent him to the liquor store to stock up on her whiskey and how I wouldn't have to go after all. Oh, dear. I just wanted to know if he actually went willingly or whether he's under one of her evil spells. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, though, still on the subject of bad dreams and misfortune, me scruffy farmer and ding-dong spent most of last week being pitied by the wife Elsie. Yeah, she longs to mother him. <laughs> Where in reality, she's more like to just smother him. Oh dear. She's been feeding him up too and chatting away to him. This me dubious farm dog has replaced her now absent rat dog. It's not surprising though, you know, Ding Dang does have a rather doggy odour most days. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, in all irony, they seem naturally drawn to each other. You know, I just want them to disappear and draw elsewhere <laughs> but despite that drama of acting stupid when he already is I've got that unforgettable feature on my show again yep so here's Ding Dang's southern quote for you well that just deals my pickle <laughs> oh dear Ding Dang's happy to get the wife's version of attention and hospitality well now that she's out of hospital that is <laughs> yep she even let her latest pet squeeze on the sofa with her when the mother-in-law was outside hunting. Yeah, and that's a big old deer right there. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and nudist swinger old Fred's home is still the oddest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called, you know, Fred, sometimes I wish I didn't. (laughs) It's the same thing every week. Bring a bottle, bring your wife or girlfriend and a potluck dish for that free-flowing buffet. Fred mingles with the swingers. That's his potluck experience. Old Lonnie just dodges the guests and eats the free food along with his own contribution (laughs) which this week included one of his absolute favorites here catfish head soup and armadillo pate with biscuits to follow 
It gets worse every time. You know, I don't even want to ask him what he's eating anymore. So, uh, when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the Bring a Bowl Party. Oh well, that sounded so normal up front, I thought Fred's hopes to attract a mixed bunch of swingers was just getting to be a completely vanilla experience. <laughs> but that'll never happen here, will it? No, this week Fred was overrun with new guests. Yep, and they'd all bought bowls. Yep, clank, clank, empty ones. <laughs> yep, it was a tight-fisted bunch this time for sure. But when you tell the world about a free party in the middle of an otherwise cultural desert, like our little county. You know, you'd not expect much else, would you? Oh dear. Anyway, I'd already had it home. Pretty fast, too. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers another of our long-lost relatives, yet perhaps long-lost for very good reason indeed. Yeah, we've got far too many hideous relatives, I can tell you. <laughs> anyway, it was a memory about me Auntie Wilma, the whip-maker death. <laughs> yep, with a name like death, you can already see disaster on the horizon. But on the other hand, the horizon is fairly straight by comparison. Well, from a distance anyway. Oh dear, see, death's old nan's maiden name. They say the aft to make it sound better, but I always call them the deaths. Makes it really nice and clear up front, doesn't it? So, back to Auntie Wilmer, the whipmaker death. Another member of the highly odd death family. And this time... There's another weird story connected with old Wilmer, and it had a lot to do with the fact that 90% of her customers didn't even own a horse. Yeah. Oh dear, yep, her little town was <laughs> what you call deviant, or maybe even highly kinky. Anyway, it was only when Wilmer headed to court on another matter. Yep, it's the death, remember, so a standard charge of drunk and disorderly was on the agenda. That She noticed an unusual thing. For some strange reason, the judge couldn't sit down to handle the proceedings or even pass sentence. Naturally, the judge was well aware of Wilma's profession and the whipmaker was evidently the source of his discomfort. <laughs> and so he handed down the maximum sentence possible. Yet another dubious death to cross off the endless list. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of road books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, well this week I just ended up one book again and it's a bang on topic I suppose. Yeah, It's called The Forgotten Art of Face Shaving by, wait for it, yeah, Johnny Ugly Beard Jr. Mm. <laughs> You know, this is a kind of interesting book, particularly if you've either never shaved your face or can't remember how to do it, yeah. <laughs> and 
dear. Yeah, we live in an age of weird haircuts and ugly beards, all right. And the author has decided on a one-man quest to teach everyone how to shave again. <laughs> yep, he's got a really weird list of odd things here yeah, called razors. Yeah. And a guide to this odd stuff called shaving foam. And there's another totally bizarre glossary of something that's you know, used to be called, yep, yeah, in the old days, that is aftershave lotion <laughs> yeah, really weird for sure anyway you know i've decided this book might offend quite a few folks but i reckon the author's got a good point too oh well i think i'll leave it right there shall i and you know i've decided to keep this one on me farmhouse library shelf after all it'll come in handy on the farm the last thing we need is old nan growing any more facial hair than she's got right now <laughs> It's the hormones and the cigarettes, you know. Mm. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're heading off to India and it's not another tasteless, tasteful fooding one. Nope, but it's a rather odd one for sure. So back to India and marrying a dog or goat. <laughs> you heard me right. But there's a bizarre reason behind it. See, if someone's born under a really bad astrological combination which they call over there mangle dosh <laughs> sounds painful they're technically born under a kind of dark cloud which is considered very unlucky and nobody would even risk marrying a person born at that time so they instead they go and marry an animal yeah and this is supposed to shed this overwhelming bad luck from their soul so after saying a few prayers and offering their god something too they're then free to marry a human being instead. Oh dear. You know, I think that could be deemed as animal cruelty right there, you know. I mean, you've given the poor creature hope of a better life, and then you dump them right after the nuptials. Mm. Add to that, obviously these folks don't understand how being born under a cloud could be a blessing after all. Yep, I would have dodged our LC easy that way. Yep, sorry dear, no chance of marriage. See, I'm very bad luck indeed. Add to that, I'm already engaged. Yep, to me go. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor... 
First up though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello Ned, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Yes, the rather nasty old gout is still slowing me down. And I still can't get around too well without my big stick. Anyway, your brother Buck said that he doesn't have a dog in the hunt. And it does sound absolutely ridiculous. Also, I actually banned all hunting from my estate five years ago anyway. Ned, can you tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue? All I want to know is whether Buck is hunting on my land or not, as I can't get a modicum of sense out of him. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much. Oh, chap. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I just love the way he introduced himself on my voicemail, as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Let me translate for you, Nigel. This time, Buck says that he doesn't have a dog in the hunt. <laughs> of course, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you, don't you? Well, it's a weird expression, isn't it? But totally different from what you'd really imagine, yeah? See, it's an expression that means it's none of his business or none of me business, yeah? To be honest, the only thing me brother Buck is probably out hunting for is another bottle of vodka right now. <laughs> but that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. Add to that, we're glad you're still on the mend. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and content political commentator neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson Fram again this week to listen to a lot of hot air and gas. Yep, he's the guy with about the same size carbon footprint as your average coal mine. Add to that, it's all in snippet size instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off too soon. Poor mucker. <laughs> Well, Rush isn't recalling again this week. He's still complaining about that life with a gunshot wound. <laughs> Added to that, our brand new candidate for the local county commission, Rush Lewis Clark, Waterford Nixon III. Yep, you never missed that name on the ballot, could you? <laughs> so, as this week, Rush showed me a copy of his candidate credentials along with his plans to clean up the county. Hmm. He calls it. Nixon's Manifesto. Mm. Sort of a great memory on that one, so You know, I think granting one of his Republican buddies a licence for a new landfill might be taking things a little too far, don't you? <laughs> it's not the clean-up I had in mind for sure. Either way, after giving me the latest news rush, soon excused himself again with that standard statement. That's right, it's a great excuse to bail on me early and not ask, answer any questions about his little campaign gotta go. Oh dear, Rush has always gotta go. And flush. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Mm, 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 mm. 
Young Alice was in a happy mood this week. Yeah, she's got her magic crystals working overtime and her little Zen room is more peaceful than ever. Yep, it was time for me to spend a few hours in there yet to escape the hot weather and the wife, of course, but I made a terrible mistake. Your wife is attempting to reach you on your cellular device. Your wife is attempting to reach you on your cellular device. Yep, I left me cell phone on. (laughs) And that brought the sound of Elsie's screeching voice right to me in the lovely, peaceful zen room. Oh dear. Yep, more food, Ned. Talk about an experience ruined in under three seconds. (laughs) On the other hand, Alice reminded me I should take more notes of the wonders of nature again and baffled me with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Pit vipers and pythons use infrared to find their prey. Yet it seems that they can pick up the heat signals of their live prey there, yeah, before even seeing it. So there's not much chance of it escaping either. Well, you know, I've got something like that on the farm, you know, something in common with them. I use my infrared cameras to watch out for trespassers. Most of them sneak around at night, and most of them are also related in some way to me delinquent fireman ding dong. <laughs> Anyway, I digress, don't I, there? As always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, this week I got a last-minute call from David in Daytona. He called me to chat about this really odd story. Yep, surgeons have transplanted a 3D-printed ear. (laughs) And it's made of the patient's own tissue, too, yeah. And they even managed to get it to match the other one, so, you know, she wasn't lopsided. (laughs) The trouble is, it could still be rejected by the old patient's body, unfortunately. And before you ask me, I'm not going to say... Here today, gone tomorrow. That's a very old joke indeed. (laughs) All that's on my mind is that what else will they start 3D printing next? After all, there's a list of other bodily extensions doubtless suitable for 3D upgrades. Oh dear. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again stop by and say hi Hey dubious command agent 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week and he's got something really odd this time around <laughs> oh dear he's got too local a game with this one I think anyway here goes here at Kurkowski Enterprises Inc. doing business as Shoot and Ask Services, we've got a unique special offer right now. Just go to our website today at shootfirstbringemdown.com <laughs> and find our latest offerings. That's right, we keep it real and real simple here. Do you need protection provided by a bunch of dedicated retired US vets and hunters who are just waiting to honour and serve your security needs? We've got unique experience in bringing down the enemy, so why not try one of our heavily armed seniors? They're just dying to help you out at realistic rates. But wait, that's not all. Our national sales manager, Killam Quick Jr. 
as a special offer and just for Ned Show listeners. Yeah. With every new contract signed this week only, he'll send you a free sample pack of our authentic live ammunition ready for the worst kind of siege. And you can't be a deal like that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto, shoot first and bring them down for less. You know, I wasn't expecting that one at all. I just hope Clarence Kukowski's contractors are all set for an eye test up front. <laughs> Otherwise, I can just see lawsuits building up so high, you'll never see the light of day again either. <laughs> he seems to be, you know, a victim of his newfound fame on my show. Trouble is, I just wish folks would listen more carefully to his highly dangerous tactics up front. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway... Away from gung-ho ads and out-of-work seniors, I've got my last words for you. Look after your little planet. It's the only one we've got right now. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies. And on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember, fam, as I get older, some more than others... It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face, think positive, and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> the Ned Nat Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.